0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On the Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the new series called Things That Destroy Us. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm focusing on a few of the many things that destroy us mentally, physically, and emotionally. Things we are drawn to naturally. Things that block us from becoming the person we want to be and more. So I've been doing this more recently, but I've enjoyed sharing bits and pieces of what's been going on with my life lately. And boy, do I have a lot to talk about. I know I haven't been very consistent with my podcast episodes as of late, and it's because work has been picking up lately, which is a good thing. I just got two new clients recently, and I've been working longer hours to set that up and make sure everything is flowing the way I want it to. Though I will admit, a lot of it is taking a toll on me. And and there are these moments throughout the week when I have On The Grow podcast in the back of my mind, and I eye it on my to-do list starting from Monday all the way to Friday, and then start feeling so frustrated with myself when I get to everything on my list but the podcast. And the biggest reason is that I try to record at the end of the night, and by that time, I'm so exhausted, I'm so drained, and I never want to record anything without being 100% present in the moment. And let's be real, after 10pm, our brains are pretty much in off mode. Have any of you guys struggled with that lately? Have any tips for finding that work-life balance? I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this and maybe this will help me change my podcast recording schedule. So just going back to the conversation with my work, it hasn't even been a full year of freelancing yet, even though it honestly feels that way. And I'm still getting the hang of running my own business. So I've been plenty busy with that. Not to mention, my work consumes a big part of my time and energy. And last week, I was feeling pretty down with the lack of social life. I've been doing a better job with spending more time in the moments and because there wasn't a balance there, I could feel my energy depleting. I always joke with my family that I have a mental breakdown slash cry session at least once a week, but I'm just someone who really holds a lot in. And it's like one of those things where you know it's bad for you, but you act by habit and you're used to holding a lot in and helping others. So you feel that if you suppress your feelings, then you're not being a burden to anyone else. And what's interesting is I've had many conversations with people this past year alone where they would say the exact same thing. Many of us are all thinking we're being a burden to others if we express our, quote, problems to them. When in reality, it actually helps to talk about it out loud with other people so we don't hold it in because they're going to be expressed somehow and in in some other way and it might not be pretty. The point is, it felt much better getting it off my chest and dealing with why I felt that way. And so that very weekend, I decided to go socialize and made a bunch of new friends. And even though that day of, I felt this big urge to cancel and be the homebody that I am and relax in bed, watch Netflix, play with my cats. But I resisted. I went through with it and I don't regret it at all. Maybe wish I had gotten more sleep, but it was a weekend for the books. The exciting part of it was I made a bunch of new friends who were supportive, smart, and shared similar passions as me. And I've started realizing more and more as the older we get, the more selective we start to be with our company. I know that I've started saying no to people I don't want to surround myself with because my time is so precious. I'm no longer wasting that on energy that doesn't help me in any way. And I'll be quite honest as things are slowly starting to open up again. I honestly forgot what it felt like to be social in groups anymore. This past weekend. I also attended another Running to Protest Black and Asian Solidarity run here in New York City. And I must say, I love attending these types of rallies that are also educational. Some of the speakers touched on moments in history of Black and Asian solidarity, historical figures who fought for social justice, and also just being surrounded by a community of people who are passionate and active about making a difference, really gives you those goosebump feelings. If you're in New York City, Running to Protest holds these protests every month, the third Sunday of every month, and you can learn more about how to be a part of the next one by following their Instagram at running to protest. You know what? I'm excited to talk about today's episode because it's something we're all guilty of. We've all been guilty of overthinking things and causing fear, worry, and doubt in our lives. Not from life playing itself out, but because we're so distraught with whatever it is we're not confident in, and we find ourselves creating things that weren't even going to happen in the first place. Overthinking can be a slippery slope into a negative mental health space. In this episode called Professional Overthinker, I'll talk about seven reasons why we overthink everything, how to stop overthinking, analyzing the what if game, and more. The title of today's episode comes off in a joking way, but overthinking is purely exhausting. It's energy draining and can change your mood from one to another. Like many others, I'm definitely an overthinker. I don't even have to overthink that one. I know I am. And it happens, especially in scenarios where I'm not confident about something. This probably dates back to all those times, even for my figure skating years, where I doubt if I was even capable of competing or if I was even good enough. Or when it came to guys in college, constantly overthinking if I was doing something wrong, or if I should have done this or that. Never questioning if the guy was to blame, but instead placing that blame on myself. Overthinking situations and then nitpicking at my own appearance, weight, or body, because maybe that was the reason why they didn't like me. Or maybe that was the reason why they ghosted me. I was a professional overthinker in college and because of it, I had trouble trusting my own self. You start blaming yourself for things you didn't do and worrying about scenarios that may or may not happen. Overthinkers live in the world of what ifs. They play the what if game constantly with themselves, with others, And really, what it is, is that overthinkers are just not confident in either who they are or their decisions, which is why they start to fear, doubt, and overanalyze everything. I mean, really think about it. Don't overthink it. Okay, (laughs) I'll stop with the jokes. But in all seriousness, what causes someone to overthink? Why do you overthink? What if implies that we're questioning our thoughts, our decisions that we made up in our minds. What if implies that there's another solution to your already set one. And before you know it, your confidence in the solution you previously had is gone. You're not sure anymore what you're set on because You found some other sort of loophole or created one because something in your mind told you that it wasn't it. And on top of playing the what-if game, many people attribute stress and anxiety to their negative habit. When you see or feel that someone is overthinking, you might notice they're stressed. You might notice that they are anxious, nervous, and unable to handle themselves. I think we saw a lot of that during quarantine. Many perfectionists and overthinkers had a hard time during the early months of quarantine because it was an uncontrollable situation that no one really knew the answer to. I myself was guilty of this. I remember spending days at a time just thinking. Thinking about what would happen to the world. Thinking about if we were ever going to get out of this thinking of what would happen if this pandemic never went away. But ruminating in your own negative thinking doesn't solve anything. In fact, it only makes it worse. And so I know that changing my mindset and not fixating on certain thoughts during the quarantine months helped a lot. Another reason people might overthink is trauma. Maybe in their minds, they're used to some sort of traumatic experience from their past, and maybe similar instances trigger them. So their minds automatically drift to what they know, and they fixate on that very thought instead of thinking of another outcome. I was reading an article called Seven Psychological Reasons You Overthink Everything. And I wanted to share the reasons with you. The first one is childhood learning. And this goes into what I just talked about. An overthinker might have developed this habit at an early age, more likely with some sort of experience that might trigger the overthinking. The initial cause of overthinking is often very different than the maintaining cause, if you think about it. The second one, The illusion of control. Don't know what it is about us humans, but we hate feeling helpless. Does anyone else feel worthless or useless when they're helpless? I know that in that kind of situation, I definitely can't stay still. I remember there have been instances where I'd be in a situation where I couldn't do anything to help someone, and the only thing I could offer was is there anything I can do to help? And the worst part is seeing the look on the other person's face and they respond with, No, I don't think so. And maybe that's the reason we overthink. Maybe we do it because it gives us the illusion of control and keeps our helplessness at bay. The third reason is the illusion of certainty. Another thing that we can't stand will do anything to avoid uncertainty, even resorting to denial or pretending things are more predictable than they are. So therefore we keep ourselves stuck in this problem solving mode, because it makes us feel like there's a solution to the problem. If we continue to think long and hard enough about it. The fourth reason perfectionism, ah, alas, the one I was looking for, And just to clarify, what people don't understand about perfectionism is this. Perfectionism is not about being perfect. It's about feeling perfect. As a perfectionist myself, I remember that the only times when I felt great about myself was when I felt like things were perfect and right and working in my favor. That blog post I was gonna publish I had to capture what i thought felt right otherwise it wasn't good enough or submitting my social media report to a client if i didn't feel great about it then it wouldn't feel like my best if i felt satisfied that i knew that my work here was done so what do we do instead perfectionists end up overthinking as a way of as a way to distract from having to feel less than perfect about their work. If you're convinced that there's more you need to do, more you need to write about, share about, post about, then that means there's more you need to think about. And that just means less time having to feel inadequate and perfect. The fifth reason, secondary gain. Many people overthink because it has secondary benefits. You might find that people overthink because it can be an excuse to procrastinate, or it could be an excuse to avoid decisions. It's like that meme, you know, the one with the guy tapping his forehead like he's thinking. I don't know the names of these memes, honestly. So I hope you I hope you know which one I'm talking about where it says, like, you can't get hurt if you detach yourself from everything and avoid being emotionally invested in anyone. Or you can't be broke if you don't check your bank account. It's like if you tell yourself you can't make a decision because maybe you haven't thought enough about it, then you can't ever be blamed for making a bad decision. It's like justifying your actions so you, quote, play it safe. The sixth reason is overgeneralization. This is when you start to assume that because a lot of thinking helps in one area of your life, you assume that it will also work in other areas of life. But what you don't realize is thinking is a tool. So many people might be really good at thinking in certain areas of life, but then they have trouble putting down that tool where it's less helpful. You don't treat every life situation the same way, so why would you expect your thinking to be? The last and final reason is fear of conflict. Many of us don't enjoy conflict, and so, understandably, we tend to avoid it when possible. And it becomes this cycle. We don't want to learn how to avoid conflict So we avoid that, too. And so we start to view handling conflict in a negative way. We start to assume that conflict is always dangerous. And so if we get into this mindset that conflict is dangerous and bad, we'll do everything possible to avoid it. And that takes a lot of our headspace to handle that. But what we don't realize is that avoiding external conflict only adds to internal conflict, because now you're thinking too much into the external conflict that it's eating you up inside. So it's better to confront the external conflict, or otherwise, you're still going to be in the same situation. It's up to you, either with someone or yourself. So now that we know the reasons of why we overthink things, I want to talk about what we can do to stop it. I know it's not easy to just simply tell an overthinker to change your thinking because it's just not that easy. But maybe it's about starting small, paying attention and training your mind to be more self-aware. Awareness may really help with this because once you're aware of your surroundings, it pulls you out of your own mind. Once you're more aware of what's happening in the present You won't find yourself drifting off into your sea of self-consciousness. But on top of that, constructive thinking can change your life. And it sounds odd. To put an end to overthinking, I need to think? Yes, because constructive thinking will help you change the way you think by not reacting to the situation, but understanding it. And maybe The next step to awareness is to then understand the situation, understanding yourself and why you're reacting negatively to situations, and then getting to the bottom of that. I remember when I first moved to New York City, and two months in, I met someone, and everything was off to a great start. But then, a month later, he completely fell off the grid, and I started questioning everything. I had this fear stemming from past trauma with guys in college treating me this way and started to fill in the big blank bubble that was constantly bothering me. I substituted a list of reasons why he just stopped communicating with me out of the blue. Nothing bad had happened but I also hadn't seen this coming. Every day I had a new reason why this hadn't worked. And every day I found myself either in tears or boiling in anger because I just didn't know how to control my emotions. And that reminded me of what overthinking does to you. We crave having answers all the time. We crave being in control to know what's happening today, tomorrow, and in the future. And when we don't, most of us don't know how to act or react. We find ourselves scrambling about trying to make sense of things that simply don't have an answer at the current moment. I remember back in November of last year, right around the election time, the electoral votes of Biden and Trump were slowly killing many of us. I remember the results weren't clear for two to three days, maybe more, and so many of us were just in this limbo mode. I remember not being able to focus on anything during those, e- during those days, I almost said years, during those days, it felt like years, because I wanted to know what would happen with the election. I wanted to be alert at all times, so I continued on with this waiting game, waiting for an answer, waiting for something to let me know what, w- what would happen to the future of this nation. So circling back to my work and how I find myself lost in my work, I think, there are, I think there are times when I'm overthinking how I go about my day. I find myself overthinking if I hired someone part-time to help me with my business, if they'd be able to do it the way I do. Or if it's better to just continue slaving away at my own tasks. I think about it a lot. And I think there's fear involved there because I want to trust someone to be able to do the job I hire them to do. But that's something I'm still continuing to work on. I know I'll get there because the idea of having a team does excite me a bit. And eventually, that is the goal. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic of things that destroy us, selfishness. I'll expand on it like I did with overthinking and how selfishness can destroy us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!